turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. You focus your attention on verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. What are you afraid of? I suspect that some of us fear death. What are you afraid of? Maybe you fear the future. After all, there's a lot of uncertainty. And all one has to do is go online or watch a news program on television and it seems like there are people who are peddling fear everywhere. Maybe you are afraid of criticism. Perhaps you are afraid of a particular sin or mistake coming to light and the shame that might come along with that. I believe that Isaiah 41 and verse 10 is one of the greatest promises in all of the Bible. And we're going to focus on verse 10, but before we do that, I'm going to look at the nine verses prior. So look at Isaiah 41 with me. Because really what it's about is who's in control? Who's in charge? Who controls history? And when you look at Isaiah 41, 1 through 9, we are given a glimpse of God's greatness in answering the question who's in control who's really in charge God is the God who operates in human history and when you look at Isaiah 41 and verse 1 he is the God who is the judge of all the earth in Genesis 18, 24, and 25, the question is asked, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? God is assuring people in Isaiah 41 and verse 1 that he is the judge of all the earth. Get the picture. Look at verses 2 and 3 for a second picture, a glimpse of the greatness of God. Our God is the God who is the ruler of all the rulers. 
That was true then and it's just as true now. Our God is the ruler of all the rulers. The Lord God omnipotent reigns, Revelation 19 and verse 6. He really is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Revelation 19 and verse 16. But look at verse 4. Who's in control? Who's in charge? The uncaused first, Yahweh. The uncaused first, the one who created all, but is uncreated himself, who has ever existed. And the idea of God being Yahweh, he is the God who wants to have a relationship with his creation. Look at verses 5 through 7. Who is God? How is he spoken of here? When you look at 5 through 7 and really even verses 8 and 9, he is the God who brooks no rivals. He is the God who tolerates no rivals. He is above and beyond all others. And when you look at the text, it talks about alliances that people might make with one another. And it talks about idols that might be erected of gold. But God is the God who brooks no rivals. Which brings me to verse 10 and what it says about God. When we have a healthy fear of God, we need not fear anyone or anything else. That's what verse 10 is saying. When there is a healthy fear of God, there is no need to be afraid of anyone or anything else. Perfect love casts out fear, 1 John 4, 17 and 18. God has not given us a spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. Fear the Lord and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. So said the wise man in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13. When one has a healthy respect for God, a healthy fear and reverence and awe of God, one need not fear man or anything else. Now I love what the passage says. There are two commands as we start to shine the spotlight on verse 10. It is one of the great promises of the Bible. And here's what I want you to think about. Two truths. Truth number one is this. 
God is the source of our strength. God is the source of our strength. Secondly, when we have a healthy fear of Him, we need not fear death. We need not fear the future. We need not fear uh, criticism from others. We need not fear some kind of secret sin or mistake coming out that brings us shame. Isaiah 41 verse 10 consists of two commands. Fear not. Be not dismayed. That's amazingly comprehensive. It's an absolute. There are no extenuating circumstances for us to fear Yet it's so easy that in our own circumstances in life, we think that that's the exception to what is being said here by God himself. Let me break down Isaiah 41, verse 10. In the first place, there's a common problem. Fear. There's a common problem. What are you afraid of? Who are you afraid of? Why? Secondly, there is a clear command. Jesus says, fear not. God's word says, fear not. God's word says, be not dismayed. Don't become anxiety-ridden and deeply discouraged so much so that you can't get out of it. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. And then there is an amazing reason. Two phrases. Listen. They're so precious. I am with you. Do you see it? And I am your God. Do you see that? There's no need to fear. There's no need to worry. I am with you. And I am your God. And then there are three assurances. And think about this. This was written by Isaiah when not all of the Old Testament and its 39 books had come together and none of the 27 of the New. I will strengthen you. That's an assurance. I will help you. I will uphold you by the right hand of my righteousness. That's one of the things that makes this one verse one of the greatest promises of the Bible. 
And what was true when Isaiah through the Holy Spirit penned these things is even more true because of the coming of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it great? Now we're going to have a little fun. The passage refers to God seven times. One verse refers to God. I, 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 God, seven times. Virtually every translation I check. And the passage refers to us, you and me as humans, five or six times. We can put our trust in Him and not be afraid and not be dismayed. Now look. I am with you. Our God is present with us. Amen. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So he says, I'm with you. But he also says, I am your God. God is with us. God is our God. Personal. Real. A relationship that's vibrant and intimate and close and more important than any other. God is our God. Now notice what follows. I will strengthen you. God will strengthen me. God will strengthen you. God will strengthen us as His people. Talk about through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Or I will help you. Brother Terry, one of the psalmist's favorite things to say, I will put my trust in you. You are my help. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? God is my help. Good to see Deborah Cunningham here with, De uh, with Danny. What's his name again? Chief Nurse. Chief Nurse is his name lately. We believe that our prayers have been answered and that God has helped you and blessed you. It's so good to have you back right where you belong. And what this is, Milton, you're a builder. Five pillars. 
five pillars that can support us whenever we're prone to be afraid and whenever we're prone to be discouraged. I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you, number five, by my righteous hand, the hand, the right hand of my righteousness. Our God will uphold us. Who can we lean on? I got to tell you, sometimes as a preacher, I don't really have anyone that I can lean on, but I can always lean on God. There may be times that I don't want to share things with somebody because of the confidences that could be involved and things like that. I'm thankful for great people throughout the years that I've been able to lean on, but I'll tell you this, there is nobody that can support us and help us to stand when we think we're just about to fall on our face like God. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Isn't that a wonderful passage? Thinking about Isaiah 41 and verse 10 and its application for us as Christians will help us to not become so frustrated and dismayed at life's circumstances. It'll help us to know where to go. And it'll help us not to be so afraid. I'm thankful for the verse. And I hope you are too. We're about to stand and sing our song of encouragement. Maybe there's someone here tonight that has every reason to be afraid because you've been living your life apart from God or just paying lip service to a relationship with God and you really haven't been pursuing a real, dynamic, genuine, authentic, deep, rich relationship with Him. If you want to respond to Jesus tonight in faith and repentance, I want to go God's direction, not mine. If you want to be immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins and contact the blood of Jesus, tonight is a great time to do it. None better. But I want you to think about that verse one more time. Fear not. Fear not, I am with you. Fear not, I am your God. Fear not, I will strengthen you. Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, I will uphold you. You will find support in me. If you need our prayers, we would be thankful to pray for you and humbled too. Let us stand and sing.